Ladies and jerks, you are about to listen to the masters of the obvious. But to be honest, they ain't masters of nothing. Sure, they may suffer from histrionic personality disorder and a mild hyperstophilia. But so what if they're crazy? The best people are, right? But be careful, they probably will insult you. Just do like I did. Tell them, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and leaves a six-inch diameter exit wound in you, huh? So listen, you like interviews, nutty stuff, bad puns? You're gonna want to stick around for this, pudding. <laughs> Kill the track! Welcome to another episode of The Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. And we're just here. Yeah. This is an intimate episode, just the two of us and you, and we're going to get down and dirty in this hotel room. We are at a Hilton. Mm-hmm. We are in person. We are. We are uh, recording, so it's probably going to sound not great because this is a very open what is this like a suite it's like a fucking five thousand foot it's suite the nicest penthouse it's really nice in this building and just reverberating sound everywhere it's perfect it's great this is how i wanted my first extramarital affair to go <laughs> so when kirsten shows up at the hotel she knocks on the door and goes yes i'm here for my extramarital affair <laughs> it did feel very suspect because i did go to target beforehand got us some wine Got us some sippy cups to put the wine in. Yeah, so snacks. we're drunk, and that's why this intro is so different. And I look nice. And I was checking out, and the guy's like, oh, date night? And I was like, yeah. Sure. Sure. And Kirsten and I discuss nerd news and talk about what we've been up to. I love it. We the chaos to, of our lives. We get to return to our comic book list, too. Oh, okay, we have a return to the comic book list. So if you've been missing that. I know. But first, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have merch, and it's for sale. I love that for us. I know. I love that for us, too. And if you'd like to support this pod and take advantage of free shipping in the United States of America, well, we really appreciate you. And hey, baby, you come within six feet of here often? I come all the time, no matter how far I come within six feet of everywhere. (laughs) And you can check out our shop and show your support of this bullshit at mastersoftheobvious.com. I cry a little each time that we get an order. Aww. I thought you cried a little every time I come within six feet of somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm just constantly crying. So all of Well, you're an emotional it. wreck and I am uh, the opposite? just all sorts of bottled up. Which is weird because I feel like uh, Aquarius are supposed to be like the aliens and they're not in touch with their emotions. Yeah, you're and supposed to be Leo, a leaf, right? And then Leos are all like fiery and emotional and what the fuck happened? Leos are weird. Leos get a really weird rap because I feel like people are like, Leos, they're theatrical and they're this and they're that. But when you think about who, like famous Leos, mm-hmm. first of all, they're famous for being mediocre. I mean, they're very, very famous, but they're mediocre at what they do, like Madonna or mm. J-Lo. Mm. Like, they're not like super good at something, but they're super famous. Super efficient. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they're good at selling themselves, but not good at whatever it is they do. Right. And then also, um, I don't feel like they're particularly 
in touch with their feelings. Those two, they seem like fucking. Well, I'm married to one and I would agree. There you go. Mm. You're married to J-Lo. I am married to j I'm glad that everyone knows that now. Listen, Ben has been on my shit list for a while. And they actually met up at a hotel. <laughs> his, this Hilton. Oh, my God. For an extramarital affair. And his back tat is, oh. uh, it's all about, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a witchy thing to ward you off. It's, it's Ben Affleck's back, back, back tat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing to say. I hope it's the new she sells she sells ben affleck's bat back bat ben affleck's bad back back tat is it back or bat do we say that first baccarat slimly bat um we're gonna get into some news we're gonna talk about what we've been doing i also want to say that this is the second time that we've recorded this episode we've had so much going on in our lives that we recorded it sat on it for so long Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that's gone on between then and now yeah like we we just had to trash that and come back to it because we are um inconsistent with this and i guess we apologize i mean who are we apologizing to ourselves mostly i Uh, think it hurts us more than anyone it does we're uh Cycling back. We are cycling Making back. Make sure we cover all three of the Loki episodes. Uh, we're current. Nah. Which has been great. I love it. Should we just start with that? I mean, let's talk about what we've been up to. Okay. You've been up to good things. Mostly. And I've been up to some bull. My old bullshit. My old bullshit. Um, yeah. Uh, Riot's book is out in the world now. Two years of work. Um, it's up for pre-order on tinybanks.com. Um, we had a book launch party. Yes. Which was very cute. Um, everyone cried, which is a sign of success, I think. I think. To have any kind of emotion, good or bad, it's a success. Um, we were booed. Mm. <laughs> cried. People cried. Tables were, were so flipped off- over. Offended. Tears were had. So, yeah, if you're looking for a nice picture book about gender and beautiful illustrations and great information and resources in the back. And let me just say, my kid is he doesn't pander to me. Like, if he doesn't like something, he doesn't give a shit. Right. As much as he adores Riot, if he didn't like the book, he would say. Because he, he's got no filter. No. And God love him, I hope he never does. He loves to hurt feelings. I he like. lives for it. He lives for, um, you know, diverting expectations. Mm-hmm. So, um... And Night Shyamalan. And he fucking... Loves this book. It's taught him a lot. It's made him a better person. He's um he's getting he's gonna take his LSATs next week. I mean, like <laughs> it's he's gonna he's gonna he's he's just grown in ways. Yeah. So there's growth hormones in the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spores. And apparently it makes you a lawyer too, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's out in the world, which is great. And I just, you know, got the the book bug. Because mm-hmm. I've been working on this memoir for a while. That's not going to be ready for a bit. But I was like, what if, you know, me and the illustrator from this book did something more adult and just dove into comic books? We have some rough ideas, but we work really, like, lightning quick. So mm-hmm. we already have, like, character um, drawings and... I'm sorry, did you say what you were doing? I, I stopped a little A comic book. Yes. An adult comic book. So sex and violence and... All the things I don't usually get to do. Like, I started this podcast so I could be a freaking adult and make adult jokes. And because everything I do is so family-centered, it's mm-hmm. nice to kind of step outside of that. 
So that's what and I And now have. you're just going now I'm just, whole hog on this shit. You're like, I like a taste of it. And now you're I'll, like, ooh. I will say, though, I am very inspired by Aubrey Citizen, who does Beef Bros and The Worst Dudes. And I was like, that's great and all. But he's also like, you know, I don't know if he's heterosexual but he's definitely heterosexual passing like white dude mm-hmm. and while i like his work and he's very leftist it's like well why can't two complete gender fucks write a really funny comic book you know what even if there's something that inspires you your point of view is totally different and and, and necessary yeah but i will put that out there i do love that guy's work it's mm-hmm. really fun i'm into I'm, I'm very excited for to see what you do because i um i love lottie's love that, that work brain of mine. and i lo- obviously I care about what you have to say because I take the time to edit you. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should edit this comic book too, and then and then Cynthia came in and made it funny and worth reading. <laughs> and then Cynthia took out all the things that no one wants to fucking hear. <laughs> and I um, have just been dealing with some bullshit. Yeah, it's it's not even. Good. Do we want to talk about it? Like I it's mean, terrible. Yeah, like it's it's no one wants to hear about it. My mom like almost had a stroke, and I'm like taking care of her 90 year old husband and my handicapped sister, and like I just been like up to my eyeballs and everyone needing a piece of me. So now I'm in a hotel hiding from everybody, and we're we're awaiting Applebee's steaks, and we will probably shortly be uh, interrupted by our. Uh, delivery of applebee's yeah applebee's no store applebee's commercial which actually is the foundation of our friendship it is we it's actually no more so it's the foundation of this podcast because we had said that we were going to we're going to lobby on the podcast to get applebee's to Mm -hmm. be our first sponsor Mm -hmm. and we were going to do bit after bit after bit going after Applebee's, of which we have never fucking done. Should we make it like a mukbang ASMR once the food gets here? Oh, God, so gross. I'm going to have such a fucking hard time editing that. I'm like, oh, these drunk bastards. Just And I have the gain turned up all the way. It's going to be so fucking nasty. Uh, I hate us I just like that I'm... After being vegan for how long? I'm almost like, you know, I'm all steroided up. I can lift a fucking car. I want to shovel meat in my mouth. If you didn't think I was mask masculine enough before, well, mm-hmm. giddy up. <laughs> all right. Now that we've talked about all the stupid bullshit that we're doing, let's talk about the stupid bullshit that's being put out into the world. Well, the weirdest turn of events recently was the whole Ellie Kemper saga. Right. So that was a ride. Mm-hmm. Because when it first came out, I think you posted about it and everybody simultaneously went, What? Um, Ellie Kemper, big news broke that she was involved in this KKK debutante ball, which Mm. is actually the, the, what was it? The Veiled Prophets, right? It's in St. Louis, Missouri. We find out that she's obviously from a very wealthy family and this ball is specifically for folks with money, mostly white, has a history of being racist and didn't really allow black people to the seventies, I believe. But I think that it was a very clickbait. Right. Tweet that was sent out. Yes. And I do, I get it. I get the jump to that, but it it was something like when we were, I think we talked about this before, like the cancellation culture and how ContraPoints, one of our favorite YouTubers did a whole video essay on it and Mm -hmm. how, uh, you know, there's a piece of evidence then it gets warped and then it jumps to, you know, ultimate, like ultimate statements like this, like, oh, you know, Ellie Kemper was involved with this society she was crown queen the society has a racist past ellie kemper is a racist which is not really how you can draw conclusions logically but because it snowballs (laughs) same thing with like 
the example that she used was James Charles. Like James Charles said something that was racially insensitive and he's a racist and jumped to that, which I mean, yes, you can draw that conclusion, but there's other steps involved with that. And it becomes more and more abstract from the actual thing that happened. Right. But thankfully, Ellie Kemper did address it. And in, thank God, the I mean, like, one of the best, uh, I don't want to say apologies, but, like, explanations. What I mean, she just did it in such a beautiful way. I was so happy that I could not be embarrassed to be a fan of hers. I was on edge waiting for that mm-hmm. to come out. It wasn't looking good. Mm-mm, because it did take her a while, but I feel like she just took some time to thoughtfully think it through. And that's smart, because I feel like so many people who do face cancelization, like James Charles. Knee-jerk. Knee-jerk. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make a reaction video. I'm gonna apologize. And you just look like a dum-dum. And it actually makes things worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Titus co-signed on it. Um, her co-star and it just seemed and we haven't heard anything about it since because i mean like i just that's just it like people are like oh my god she's canceled and people are so scared about cancel culture and scared about things coming out about them uh things that they had no you know not only say she had no control over she was 19 she had control over it but things that you know maybe she didn't realize it at the time it's not enough to have ruined her career because she's not racist and she came out and said some very thoughtful fucking things about it Mm -hmm. about well i think all white people are racist i just think that uh it's what you do with that information that makes you actively racist right which also, something I saw recently, too, Henry Cavill's girlfriend's a little bit younger. I think she's about my age. Okay. And she did not black face, but, like, body makeup. Which, But apparently the definition of black face is, like, emulating um, black culture. So it qualifies. I'll Sorry, what was, what? The definition of black face doesn't mean actually putting black makeup on your face she did some sort of it's a really weird picture of her with darkened skin in africa with a water bottle she said it was related to reality tv what program that she was on but then it was also an advertisement what i'm so confused by this also um sorry if there's any controversy with anybody that's dating henry it needs to stop because he deserves better Yes, but there also there apparently there's been calls to cancel him because of her. Oh, stop. Which it. feels a bit much. Oh, yeah. My. It's not a good All thing. All right. Though. So, wait, show it to me. So, Kirsten just pulled this up on her phone. That's a hard pass for me. Okay. Yeah. So, what is she trying to say I that because that, her face isn't black that it's not specifically black face? Also, what are she's a child. Oh, that she was young there. Oh, okay. But she was of age there. But yeah, yes, uh, I feel like that's cancelable for her, but also that's something that happened before they were even together, and it doesn't seem to be a recurring thing. I don't think it's enough to cancel him. I do think that he should cancel her from his life. Yeah. Do you know where she's from, though? This is what really, really got me going. My super sweet 16 in 2005. So we're, we're the same age. All right. No. Mm-mm. No. She, no. This, her apology was, first, I like to say that it, I am sorry if this image resurfacing has caused any offense. Well, duh. Of course it did. Is a photo from 2008 for a TV show in, in Africa. The tribe I was living with painted my skin as part of the initiation ceremony and acceptance into their culture. Never in a million years did I think this would be offensive. In fact, I felt honored they would initiate. But she seemed to have, like, 
switched that around and said it was for a commercial, and it just seemed like... All right, so there's a lot of... Inconsistency. Backtracking and inconsistency, and that's never a good look. But I also really want to watch her episode of Super Sweet 16. Oh, barf. <laughs> Ugh, we were just talking about how sweet Henry Cavill's ass is, and like you know? now I'm like, it really... It, mm, it's painting him in a bad light. Rob Zombie doing the Monsters movie? I don't know, man. Didn't he cast his wife? I hate that. As a lead? I hate that. I don't I don't know enough to hate that. I hate that. But speaking of good casting, or conversely good casting, because we were speaking of bad casting. Yeah. Jamila Jamil from The Good Place is has just been cast as Titania. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain from She-Hulk. People are all up in arms about it too. Like in a like, bad way? Well, yeah. Well, She's a person of color originally. She wasn't in the in the comics. And? Yeah. But they were like, oh, but she's supposed to have red hair. I'm like, you heard of wigs before? You know who loves wigs? Super Marvel. <laughs> yep. And my son is going to just die. He loves Tawny. The Gossip Girl reboot. No. No? That's a no from me. Why is it a no for you? I loved Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. I love... Then you should be like... No. It's excited. I, no. And you know what? It's it doesn't make any sense because it's supposed to be a vacuous fucking yeah, popcorn show. Like who cares? And I think any updates would be would be for modern times. So like more aware. Didn't they say that they're, they're not going to rely as heavily into like the affluence? Of them? Look, it looks less white. Mm-hmm. It's got my Hawaii boy Evan Mock on it, and mm-hmm. I've worked with him, and he's a cute kid, and um. I just don't love, I love the original Gossip Girl. It's fucking stupid. And when I was fucking living on the Upper East Side, when they were filming it, was watching it, I was going through my shit. I was like heartbroken. I just broke up with my ex. And I was like walking around the Upper East Side, living my Gossip Girl fantasy with my headbands. I was going to say, were you wearing headbands? I fucking was. And I mean, this one looks more gay. It looks more, you know, uh, diverse, but it, it looks boring sorry why how how can you make something more gay and have it be boring boring but it looks boring hbo max is like hold my beer it looks so fucking boring um i'm gonna i'm gonna wait to see i feel like there's a couple things like even buffy like i'm into the idea of a buffy reboot too especially because it if they're not involving joss whedon as much in it i I love that. that but the thing about gossip girl is that it's almost like to me, like a kid's dynasty. It's just so outlandish, like pushing people in the pool and 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 strutting your affluence around and how gross it is. And, and that's how, escapism. I don't really want to be reminded how poor I am all yeah. the time. Yeah, and it's and it's also you know what I mean. Kind of like how um, back in the day, comedy would, would like Sarah Silverman and, and and South Park would take on these personas of super terrible things to show you how fucking terrible these things are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Gossip Girl being one of those things for me. Like, oh, this is so gross. This is so terrible. <laughs> but, you know, I can't I can't stop watching it. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I would like um, a character like uh, Chuck Bass, for, for instance, <laughs> like not to be rapey and then celebrated later on like it didn't happen. Yes, there's a lot of that that happened with Chuck and Spike, and yeah. which deserves a reboot to change mm-hmm. to um, 
better reflect uh, how much we've all changed and how we don't want that. And, and not that we ever did, but even Penn Bagley's character, what is his name? And and Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Well, he is he is the Gossip <laughs> Spoiler. Girl. Spoiler. What was what was his name? I don't know. Like Ben or something. Bucky. Bucky. Um. Also, like he was super manipulative and shitty, and everybody was though. It's Dynasty. It's Dynasty for kids. Everybody's a fucking asshole. But I think that like backstabby bitches. People got a taste for that Penn Bagley in their in their mouths, and then and then went over and watched you, and now people are all excited about Joe. I'm like, why do you guys not know these are terrible people? Stop idolizing them. You're saying fetishizing them. You're saying they're excited like in a in a good way. There's people who would risk it all for Joe from you. Okay, you know what? There are also people who uh, are Richard Ramirez stands that mm-hmm. go to his fucking trial. He's not even hot. He apparently smelled like a fucking goat. Ugh. I can't with the dental work. Well, yeah, they're always going to be. He also raped children. Yep. There's always going to be problematic. That's just, that's, that's more than problematic. Oh, no, I know. But I'm saying that, like, even like, with fictional characters, it's always going to be problematic stands. The only thing that. I guess what gets under my skin is that a lot of these shows are targeting young people and we're kind of just shaping them into accepting abuse as a yes, part of absolutely. love. And- I I'm 1000% agree with that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you can change that, but like, don't change the escapism. Don't change the, I don't know. Also, it's just like satire. I feel very like awesome much so. And also like, just make it fun. Just make it fun. Make it, fun. Make it nice. Make it even. We also got the trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain and our Andrew Garfield. Oh, my God. That looks like a good time. It looks so good. And my favorite part of it is that um, Michael Showalter is directing it. Michael Showalter from no, he, Stella and the State. He is? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Wet Hot American Summer. Michael Showalter is fucking directing this. Can you even? I fucking love that. I love it so much. I love Michael and Michael. I love that comedy duo. Oh my god, I love them so much. We have not only Michael Showalter directing, but we have Vincent D'Onofrio playing Jerry Faldwell. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield is going to play Jim Baker to Jessica Chastain's Tammy Faye. I would have never picked them out to be playing Never in a million years, but that's what... But for some reason, it makes it so much more appealing to me. And I love it. Transformation. I'm, I'm there for the makeup transformations. I'm there for it. But then also, sidebar, Jim Baker, in real life, right now, is currently remarried and has his own new show, The Jim Baker Show, mm-hmm. where he and his wife, Hawk Elixirs, to cure you from COVID. So he's up to his old shit again. Because if people who don't... okay. Gen Z, if you don't know who Jim and Tammy Faye Baker are. That is peak camp. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker were televangelists from the 80s who embezzled money, who um, they're basically one of the first mega churches to have like private jets and Joel Osteen but on cocaine exactly and And with the most mascara you could fucking possibly actually if you want there's a really great show I don't know if you watched it yet the the righteous gemstones Mm -mm. I do have a lot of people suggesting that I watch that and I just always blank on it and I never get Danny McBride Danny McBride and John Goodman wow 
But yeah, it's very much Righteous Gemstone vibes. A lot of that's based off of that. But I will be completely honest with you. Mm. When Jim Baker was selling those apocalypse meal kits that came in buckets, mm-hmm. that shit fucks. It looks like it fucks. I would eat it. Oh, my mom has a bunch of those. You want to come over and try it? Absolutely. Okay. You got it. I just, I had to look at my mom. She has a fucking, she had a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through and I donated all of that food when we left Hawaii. And I took the buckets and I like shipped my makeup in them oh. um, because they're fucking brilliant. The containers are brilliant. But um, the food, not so much. But she still, uh, I thought maybe she got out of her system. But nay, nay, nay. She's back on her bullshit. And she had a little um, catalog next to her on the couch the other mm-hmm. day. And I went, Mom, you ripped up your Home Depot card. When you found out that they were Trump supporters, yet you're buying Patriot First fucking fucking bunker food. <laughs> like I'm like you, you realize, right? Um, apparently, Amelia Clark is uh, has a comic book coming out called Mom. I know. Which uh, hot take? I don't know. I, I want to like it. I do too, but and I don't. It's, and it, they're saying that it's supposed to be in the spirit of Deadpool, and they're talking about like women's issues, but the like all of her like elaborations on it seem very earnest in this very like very earnest feminist way, um, which doesn't necessarily make it a bad comic. But I don't understand. I think a lot you know of what the it criticism. Well, I think a lot of the criticism okay. about feminism and just the left in general is that mm-hmm. we don't have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and when you're you're pitching a humorous comic book. And this very earnest, like, oh, when I was younger, there was no girls at comic book stores. And I felt weird. And I went to Comic-Con. There was just no women there. And that doesn't seem, I mean, yes, growing up, being a comic book fan myself, I, I was usually the only girl in the room. But nowadays, especially since she started Game of Thrones, there's a lot of women out of the comic And I find it very hard to believe being at, I was at the same cons as she was at. when mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Doing, you know, I would do a panel with... I don't know, whomever, fucking Walking Dead, Walking Dead, and then Game of Thrones would be coming off of theirs, and then, you know, my guys would be going on to stage, you know, I, I mean, cross paths with Game of Thrones so many times at Comic-Cons, and guess what? Tons of women there. Tons. But, to give her the benefit of the doubt, she may see a whole nother side of Comic-Con. No, she sees, she sees less. She sees less. She sees less. So, so I, it, it could stand up that she didn't see as many women that way. But, but no, if you were, she's looking out into maybe, maybe, maybe no women came to her panels, mm-hmm. which I also find very difficult to believe. There are there are a lot of female. I mean, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, um, but I do think Game of Thrones overall seems to hit different with men. It seems to be largely men. Men like the boobies. Well, it's just so rapey. It's kind of hard to get past that. Oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, George R. R. Martin um, has a way of writing women in a very, uh, I wouldn't say derogatory, but very objectifying. Like, ooh, she thought boobily. <laughs> you know? <laughs> does he have a fedora? I think he does. I think he does. I he also he does. wears, like, the vests and, like, open button shirt with, like, the wife beater underneath yeah, yeah 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 he's so stereotypical oh he wears not fedoras he wears the like the cabbie hats oh god bless yeah i hope they're kangles at the very least my dad wears kangles so does samuel L. jackson 
And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. They're the same person. I understand now. God, I wish. So I'm going to, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to give that a, I'm going to put that on pause. I don't know how I feel about that. We will see. I will read it. I review it. I want to like it though. I like Amelia Clark. She seems like a gem. No, absolutely. I mean, she's a, I'm one degree away from Amelia Clark and I've heard that nothing but wonderful things. Right. It just, it just it rubbed us both kind of the wrong way. I yeah, guess. as soon as I heard it, I was like, it just kind of has that. It's very heavy on periods and body hair. And it just has that little, my spidey senses are tingling about rad femme. Like, rad femme, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm just feeling a little apprehensive about it. And not in the way, let's see how I say this, and not in the way that. I feel like she's turfy or anything like that, but I feel like maybe she a, might be misguided or out of touch in, in, in just enough of a way where this is not going to hit. Perhaps her feminism's a little outdated. Right. Which is totally the the case with a lot of people I know. Um, but she's not even, wait, she's younger than me. Yeah. Well, even I went through a whole evolution with my feminism to sure. be more inclusive. So, um, and I think we're around the same age. Right. Um. The new season, all-star season of RuPaul's Drag Race was announced. Do you want to cover that? That's your jam. You know, I do love RuPaul's Drag Race. My God. Um, God. I think you have to, like, just have no pulse to not like it. I just, I mean, like, I went through such a a point in time when I was going through such dark, dark, dark um, post. When we met. What is it called? Postpartum. Thank you. I'm very drunk. I think postpartum. the crux of it was meeting me. Right. I mean, it was a dark, dark period <laughs> for me. And I would just watch these wonderful um, clowns, and they just made my life so much better. And I love, love, love drag queens. Always have. But RuPaul's Drag Race, the best, arguably, maybe not arguably, the best uh, reality contest show ever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the... Okay, so they were originally on Logo. Makes sense. Gay Network. That's where it should have stayed. Got it. Should have stayed there. Went to VH1. Okay, you do a lot of reality TV. Sure. And now they're at Paramount Plus. Which I didn't even know was a thing. I don't get it. Like, what else is on Paramount Plus? I I downloaded it for a hot second to get to watch the new SpongeBob movie. <laughs> That's all I know. For Max or for yourself? For Max. Okay. For um, and by Max, I mean me because it has um, uh, oh my god, I'm so drunk. It has a fucking machete. Um, mm. Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo. Have you had his tacos yet? Trejo's tacos. Have you had his donuts? I've had his everything. Oh, love him. He's a gem. So okay. I've got something um, that seems like a bunch of drunk people came up with mm. the new celebrity dating game. I'm 100% on board All with that. right. It's hosted by Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton. Oh, no. I thought it was the, hosted? the furry one. No. Okay. I'm on board for that. No, okay. No, we'll no. talk about that in a okay. second. But the celebrity dating game hosted by Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton is, to me, a definitive piece of evidence so that we are in hell mm-hmm. and what the fuck is going on. I don't like Zoe Deschanel. Regardless of how you feel about her, that pairing is from fucking the devil Wait, michael buble not michael buble michael bolton michael bolton <laughs> it applies to both of them it's applicable michael, to any crooner michael bolton especially is only relevant because of lonely island and snl they did the, the, the pirate song what they did that like parody song the lonely island when they're still on snl and doing the digital shorts 
did a whole song with Michael Bolton where Michael Bolton keeps redirecting the song to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean and Captain Jack Sparrow. What? It's hilarious. Never heard of this. But it was 100% the Lonely Island that made that money. Okay. And they used someone random like Michael Bolton. He is random. And then he had the Valentine's Day special. But again, that's all up to good writing, good comedy writing. I don't see how he's interesting on his own. Especially not with someone like so deadpan and whatever. You mean one note? One note. Um, Like Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I'm not... uh, It might be fun. Who knows? But I really am looking at that pairing and going... I'm either stuck in the bad place or I'm in a coma and my brain is doing some funky shit. She seems like a nice lady. I just don't, I don't get the, I get the aesthetic of her. I get, um, I loved 500 Days of Summer when it came out. Cause that was, I was like the market audience for that. Oh, I hated that movie. Um, I like her, but I had I was a, a sucker for that. that Garden State. No. Eternal Sunshine. Nah. I do like Eternal Sunshine. The writing in that movie is pretty fucking spot on. But like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I was yeah. all on board until I realized what the fuck it was. Yeah. So with Zoe, I've kind of had my fill of her because when I have dark hair, I literally every day would have someone walking up to me and being like, hey, you know who you look like? And I would have to be like, no, no. So I watched most of Modoc. Mm. And I just wanted more. It has so much promise to me. Did you at least enjoy it? I did. Also, I'm kind of depressed. So things just aren't hitting the same. Yeah, nothing's hitting the same. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I did. I didn't finish. Didn't I don't finish know. It. I will, I'm only a couple episodes in. I do like the cast. Yeah. Um, the animation's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's very much that adult swim. I mean, it is it's stupid same, buddy. It's stupid it? buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same people who do robot chicken. So it's very much that like adult swim humor. But, you know, that's how Adult Swim shows are for me. We're like, I like this, but, like, I don't, like, love it. It's not even that crazy, and it's not grounded. It's just very middle of the road. But I or, love or Pat Oswalt. Or you could be over the top and just thinky. Sure. I think, like, Venture Brothers uh, does a good job straddling okay. that. Venture Brothers, nothing can touch Venture Brothers. Holy that's balls, That's my favorite though. cartoon. It is my favorite cartoon. There's nothing better than Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Say scuba. <laughs> Say scuba. 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 Fucking love that show. Um, just, there's just, there's not a character in that mm, that's not. There's not a throwaway character. Perfectly fleshed out. Oof. Hilarious. Oh my God. So fucking good. So, okay. Let's go back to the uh, dating shows. Let's. Okay. Um, since we're, uh, let's get tie in. I feel like it's a very Bojack. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Talking about cartoons. Sexy beasts. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. It's like they it's like they went into my Pornhub searches and came up with a the show. The furries have entered the chat. The furries should be respected, but more than anything feared. I feel like this show organized. will make people fear furries. And I'm scared. Just the amount of effort and tolerance that you have okay. to have to be a furry. So for this they're indestructible. The, the, these people were in minimum three to fucking, I don't even know, five hours plus of hours of makeup. That How dolphin ma- one? Oh my God. Please look this up, y'all. You will not. I mean, maybe you'll be disappointed. Oh my God. You will not be disappointed. Maybe it is humanity. It is a fuck. That trailer is a fucking ride. What the fuck? It, I, I am on board. I, I, I am ready. I'm questioning reality. 
Mm-hmm. I am questioning my sanity. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I from a makeup perspective. Finally. From a makeup perspective, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I am so into it. But from like, like I said to you, like from a fate of the human race perspective, we are fucked. We are fucked. If this, if we have to go this far this to is, get people interested, this is what finally did it for you. For you to be like question about the the fate of our humanity. This was the final straw. Yeah. Okay. Maybe coupled with Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton. Mm, yeah. Like, what the, f- <laughs> the fuck is happening? Those are the, 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 the horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. Literal horsemen. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got a, uh, uh nothing's going to top that. I don't want to talk about anything else now. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Are we going to start talking about Loki? No. We got a, I got, we got some news about, uh, there's a, I don't, this is one of my favorite movies, so I don't know if this matters to me, but I did hear that there was going to be a Soe Mirrored and Axe Murderer spinoff. That is a really great movie. And, um, Michael, Mike Myers, not Michael Myers, Mike Myers will be playing no less than seven characters in it, and I am so excited. Did you ever watch the Gong Show? Yeah. The reboot? No. With Mike Myers, but I do know that he had the person. We went to the no, you did taping. Holy shit! And it was he is so dedicated. What a method! Like he never broke character, even <sighs> when they weren't filming. I think my favorite part. I mean, he's great, but it was just so cringy, and it's supposed to be cringy, but his commitment is terrifying. And but I think my favorite part was Ken Ken Jung from like Community. Mm-hmm. It's just so delighted by everything <laughs> that it's just like palpable and it's like it's it's amazing. But um one of our friends, his name is Seth Ward, friend of Steven from like improv. Um, but he goes on there just to bomb it. And he's done like America's Got Talent and he'll just like dress up as a walrus and just lose his shit. <laughs> and like what a I think my favorite was I think it was America's Got Talent, where he like he came in as a cocoon. Mm-mm. And then started coming out and did butterfly, except for he wasn't wearing any <laughs> bottom. <laughs> oh, um, what a delight! But it was it was very entertaining. I don't think it would have been as entertaining if it wasn't live, right? That's which, hence why I didn't watch it. Even though I love Mike Myers, I obviously am of a certain age where Wayne's World was everything to me um and then so i married an axe murderer and um basically everything up to i mean i even liked the um original awesome powers yeah everything up to maybe the guru was where i went oh no whoa yeah that's when i was just like we jumped the shark here and when i moved to new york he was one of the first celebrities i wasn't working with celebrities when i first moved to new york i had uh, maybe a couple months into living in New York. So when I started working with celebrities, but he's one of the first celebrities I ran into when I first moved to New York. Ran into or worked with? No, ran into. Mm. Yeah, I know. And I was just like this little kid fresh off the boat from Hawaii. And I, that he's one of my heroes, but I played it cool. Like, cool wait, America. have you been played by Mike Myers this whole time? <laughs> and the role of Cynthia Rose will be played by. <laughs> we got a trailer for this movie called Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah, you have to tell me about this. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But when I was done with it, I was like, hey, isn't this the isn't this part of the plot for Harley Quinn? It's basically like a kid that's being tracked by some killers and these super cool ladies who are 
good at fighting or protecting this kid. And I was like, this just feels very... This isn't Mary... No, she's not in it. No. But um, it just, it felt... Maybe I'm being crazy. I feel like that's a plot to a lot of things if we, like, try it just, to boil it for down. something. There was something about it that really just... Reminded me. Yeah, and then they drank those gunpowder milkshakes. Right, right. And then they went kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And this is why we won't be having a guest on this episode. Because <laughs> why, why? We don't need one. I show. just say kablooey. And everyone. Every time asked. there's a new voice, it's like, is that the guest? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah, I want to eat some food. Let's take a break. Let's take, well, we'll take a break for our, for do a, we'll do an ad. We'll eat some food. We'll do it. We'll eat some food and do an ad. I love that for us. Okay. Masters of the Obvious is sponsored by FierceUnicorns.com. With a name you can trust, FierceUnicorns.com is a place where you can buy comfortable face masks that are curated, thoughtfully designed, and delicious. If you're a goat, FierceUnicorns.com sells fabulous apocalypse gear like stickers, Handmade face masks that y'all should still fucking be wearing. Absolutely. And print-on-demand apparel, like shirts. And specifically, a shirt that looks like a LaCroix, but says LeCunt instead. You know, wholesome rags. And every Friday is Fierce Friday, where the queers... Hey, you can't say that. It's Pride Month. Okay, you say it. The Queers! In Charge post a new design or two, and it's been a fun, necessary project for them ever since the pandemic targeted them specifically and took their income and punched it in the butthole. Use code OBVIOUS at checkout to get yourself a slick 15% off and help us squeeze more money per episode out of the male gaze. G-Y- Nope, that's not how you spell anything. G, that's zero. G-A-Y-S? Pun intended. Can I talk to you about these masks for a Fucking minute? please talk to me about the mask. I have many a mask mm-hmm. from many a place. Mm-hmm. Here's Unicorns is my favorite. And that's before they were a sponsor. Yes. So I um, only caught on after they became a sponsor. But I will say that I do not reach for any other fucking masks that I have. And I have a lot. If I can't find my Fierce Unicorns masks, I get upset. I thought I lost my Barbie one at one point and I lost my shit. And I found it and I was so excited. And now I have a new one. I have a riot mask. Like a baby elephant <laughs> stamping around on the floor. I fucking love them. And they're reversible, um, even though I would never because the fucking prints are so goddamn cute. They are good. I'm obsessed. They're comfortable. This this copy is no fucking lie. It, they are the shit. There is no copy. You're just... I'm just... This, I say the same thing every time. It's a freestyle. Like eight mile. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Wow, <laughs> spaghetti. I, um, yeah. So, go to the fucking site. Like, I've... Did you know Anthony Mackey is an eight mile? You oh couldn't God. cut it as a rapper, so he became the Falcon. No, oh. Captain America. Oh, God. Captain Falcon. No, oh, no. But going back to these masks, <laughs> I will say that I have been out in public. People have asked me about the masks. I've given them the, um, the website and encouraged them to use our code. Obvious. Obvious at checkout. 
And I I uh, I encourage you to do the same. They're fucking amazing. Please do it. Kid size, small small face, medium, medium face. face, large face, big old face, midwestern face. Mm. Please check them out. And we're back. And we're and we're back. Do we have anything else to talk about, or should we just we really- cry on? Just 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 cry, and then have that just twenty minutes of crying. 20 minutes of crying. And then five minutes of eating. And then. And that really doesn't sound any different from our interview. <laughs> oh, God. So. Um, I have some unpopular opinions. And oh, I have a comic book list. So. Oh, my God. We didn't even fucking. We didn't even talk about doing. And um, we didn't even talk about Loki yet. Sorry. Give me one second. Mom. Okay. I got an unpopular opinion. Did you. Did. 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 Did that catch on the recording? My phone buzzing? Mm-mm. Every five seconds, my phone is buzzing. You know why my phone is buzzing? Yeah, family. Because Alika will not take me off the admins for Maui Comics and Collectibles. And every time he gets a message, I am buzzed. And guess what's going to happen, Alika? I'm going to start sabotaging your business. <laughs> and I'm going to start responding to these people, promising them the world. They're going to promise them comics that don't even fucking exist. I thought we were just going to, like, have a shame bell on the podcast. <laughs> shame. <laughs> bring out your shame. Shame. So, uh, Kirsten did bring uh, little sippy cups. Mm. We have little wine sippy cups. And I did, she asked me, uh, she's at Target. She's getting some snacks for this recording. She's like, what do you want? And I said, hey, you know what I want? I said, uh, Dave Matthews has some wine. I think we need Dave Matthews. Have I told my Dave Matthews story on this podcast? I don't think you have. Oh, for God's sake. Um, should I tell my Dave Matthews story on Can the I podcast? Can I do a Dave Matthews impression? Please. Crash into me, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like he's here. It's like he's here. So I was, I, I, no, I must have told the story. No, in the I got I must have told the story in the pottery. I'm not going to do it again. Sweet. You know how I know that's accurate? Because it's annoying me. Crashing <laughs> me. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. And then he dropped poop on people. <laughs> Wait, did he in your story? No, you oh. we don't know. He's, he had a, he's either his tour bus or his tour plane. Drop shit on people? No. Yeah. You didn't hear about this? I thought that was just a, a Dave Matthews concert. No, I didn't go to a Dave Matthews concert. I'm... Okay, so uh, in my younger years, I was a little more... God, even more hardline. Like, I hated things. And if I hated things, I they've got no fucking leniency from me at all. And I fucking hated... Just very black and white. Hated Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. Did not... His music was offensive to me because it was just so middle of the road and lame. And aren't they a jam band? fuck a jam band so <laughs> so um my ex at the time he's my boyfriend at the time was extremely charming and everyone who would first meet him not upon meeting him several times didn't like him because he's an ass but upon first meeting him everyone fucking loved him mm-hmm. so He's working at one of the fanciest fucking hotels in New York City, um, working events. And who should be staying at this hotel? Dave Matthews. I get a call from my boyfriend's number, and this person on the other line is like, hey, it's Dave Matthews, and um, I really want to take you and no, my new... 
Hey, Dave, man. <laughs> And I really and I was and I really want to take and I'm like, this isn't Dave Matthews. And I hang up the phone, calls me back and says, this is Ian's new best friend, Dave. Don't hang up. I want to take you and Ian to scores. And I hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Because first of all, if you're going to fucking pretend to be somebody to get me to do something, don't fucking pretend to be Dave Matthews. No. Um, but that's when you should have realized that oh, really that was Dave Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. So, do you know what Scores is? Mm-mm. Scores is a uh, strip club in New York. Oh, okay. So, calls back one more time. It's like, Cynthia, don't hang up on me. <laughs> this is Dave Matthews. This is Ian's new best friend. Want to take you and Ian to Scores because I want to see. If the $10,000 lap dance is worth it. A little creepy. And you know what I said? What? Fuck you, damn Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way a $10,000 lap dance is worth it. And I hung up. Only gets and you know, the amount of regret I feel, and to my boyfriend's credit, did not go to the strip club, but Dave Matthews came home to me. Was a really, was a great guy back then. Mm-hmm. Um, became a bit of a shit. That's- I should have gone. You know what? I don't think this is the first story I've heard about Dave Matthews calling somebody a stranger on someone's phone. And you probably was. I probably told the story before. No, I have a couple people with Dave Matthews stories. Mm. I'm sorry. I just, he just, like, he seemed like a, a normal guy that became famous and then didn't realize that he was famous. He was very nice on the phone. Yeah. I was such, I was, I really, well, really. You know, Honestly, I was Bill Murray stories of him just like showing up places. Oh my god! I've yeah. One of my friends uh, has a great Bill Murray story. Everyone's got a good Bill Murray story. Everyone's well out here. Everyone has a um, Andy Dick story. No, they're not good. They're never good. good, Oh, okay. But everyone has an Andy Dick story in LA. Andy Dick has found his way into a lot of crevices. (laughs) Sure has. (laughs) Aptly named. Should we talk about Loki now? Oh Sweet. my god! Exactly. Wait, no, no, we didn't do uh, we didn't do unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, yeah, let's go into popular opinions and then talk about Loki because I really feel like Loki's a deep dive. I really do love it. Mm-hmm. I'm very drunk, so I don't think I'm gonna have. A lot. I keep mentioning I'm drunk, which is so fucking lame. Look at me, I've been drinking. When really this is this has been uh, old duels the whole time. <laughs> old duels with some coloring. Oh, you're such. <laughs> you want to start? Uh, yeah, I think that people who insist on still calling Shazam Captain Marvel are annoying. Fucking They're just obstinate fucks. It's it's a bad name for a character who says Shazam to activate his powers, sure. It's but awesome. he is Shazam, so let go. And you just sound like misogynistic. Right. At this point, you sound like a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, g- given the context of how much shit has gotten and that character has gotten Maybe tell us the comic. like don't just don't mm-hmm. hit me with on your sure i've got mine are really good so i don't want to embarrass you That's or right. uh, chine you but um i'm gonna say that long walks on the beach suck Ooh, yeah take that have you done it beach walkers because it's a, fucking walk it's a lot beach. of fucking effort for not a lot I of payoff. I walk onto the beach and I get tired. I just lay there. I don't know if maybe the sand... Maybe people talk about it and their fucking Tinder bios and their whatever. Maybe they talk about it. Maybe the sand here is different. But the sand in Hawaii, you fucking sink into it. And so it's like really... So much effort. Really a lot of effort to I'll walk I'll do a pier. 
I'll do a pier sure. or a sidewalk. Sure. I get like being by a beach. Yeah. By water. Yeah. I mean, beaches are overrated too. Like, let's not. Bitches are overrated. Dem bitches. Dem bitches. <laughs> I got an unpopular opinion for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Expecting an immediate response from texting is fucking insane. Yeah. That's the beauty of texting. It's an emergency call. It's not a phone call. <laughs> That's why it's better than a phone call. Mm-hmm. You could do it at your leisure. It's why it's the preferred method of communication. I will say this. I do remember when I had a cell phone and someone's like, and I had email, got email down, had the email, had my cell phone and someone's like, ooh, there's this thing texting. And I'm like, why? You got email. We have a phone. Back then it was like T9 texting too, where you had to like it was hit rough. the button like three times. Yeah, it was awful. I didn't get it. I was really fast at that though. Now? Oh, I had one of those things that flipped up and you can- Oh, yeah, like a sidekick? It wasn't a sidekick. It was an LG- Blackberry's had. And if it didn't, sorry, it didn't flip. You would just push it. Mm. So it was like a phone, but then if you pushed it, it had a keyboard. Mm. It's like an LG something. Did you ever have a razor? No. Those are like elite status. My sisters are just like, hate iPhones. Like the PC versus And then I have to fucking, I send them videos of my son and they don't fucking come out right because the cross-platform fucking texting is for shit. I think as soon as I'm texting someone and they have green text, I'm like, oof. They get knocked down. Like, a couple oh, notches. you poor. <laughs> uh, well, here, here, since I guess since we were talking about our first cell phones, mm-hmm. Y2K fashion is ugly. Oh my god, so ugly. Tell me your. Tell me the one that you hate the most. That I hate the most. I think. Ooh, it's a toss up. I have three. Three. Three ones that really get mm-hmm. to me. Fedoras. Mm-hmm. Skinny scarves, like the really long skinny <gasps> scarves. Oh my God, I loved them so much. I had every color. It's sparkly at all. Oh, I loved them at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, those are kind of rock starry. I feel like it was kind of borrowed. It was a thing in the 70s for a little bit too, like the. Yeah, but not the way they were doing it then. Not then, yeah. Um, and then just like jeans, underskirts, and dresses. <gasps> I love that you said this. Because I... I don't mind low-rise pants. Literally went to a Britney Spears concert at Madison Square Garden. I wore low-rise jeans and I wore this, I want to say purple free people dress on top of it. Mm-hmm. Was it like a scarf hem? I don't remember anymore, but it was, it was very flowy. And I got there and I was so excited. I was like, obviously... Too old for that shit still, you know, but um, really feeling myself, really feeling it. And then I got there and it was just a sea of children. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple more unpopular opinions to rattle off here. Okay, let's hear them. Pickle juice. Don't pickle juice, pickle juice, pickle juice, pickle juice, pickle juice. So just wait, has anyone photoshopped Beetlejuice as a pickle? No. I'm going to do that. Right pickle, juice, pickle, quick, juice, pickle juice, pickle juice, pickle juice. I'll put it on our socials. People really like Pickleless Cage. We're not at all haunted by that. Wow. How about this? The concept of soulmates is tough. Sorry, you didn't you didn't you didn't give tell me your pickle juice thing. I just said it's delicious. Oh, it is. Have you had you haven't? We've I haven't about had this. the pickleback. You haven't had the pickleback. You gotta have the the whiskey with the pickleback. It's my favorite band. <sighs> oh, I hate myself. I Another hate you and I hate thing. this. I need to Photoshop. <laughs> pickleback. <laughs> 
the concept of soulmates is toxic. Yeah. And I, I really super enjoy the fact that they kind of capitalized on that in the good place. Yeah. I love it. There are no ugly people. It's all attitude and style. Right. I think that was actually a shared unpopular opinion of ours. Yes. I really feel like anybody, given the right attitude and given the right style and confidence, Mm -hmm. can be attractive. Now, people have taken that and weaponized it and done pickup culture. Mm -hmm. And fuck them. And they're also with the skinny fucking (laughs) scarves. Scarves. Yeah. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. I started being like, oh, these skinny scarves. Fedora skinny scarves? Hmm. Mm, gotta go. All that flare. Ooh. If only they would wear pants underneath skirts with dresses. <laughs> do you want me to do some comics? Do you want to do some Loki talk? Where do you want to go with Do this? your comics list. I want to do my comics list. By doing the little stupid theme song. da 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 Comics. Wonder Woman number 774. Captain Marvel, number 29. Not Shazam, number 29. Captain Marvel, number 29. Um, Teen Titans Academy, number four. Silk, number four. Mm. Shadecraft, number four. Wonder Woman, black and gold, number one. Homesick Pilots, number six. It's um, a good series. The Old Guard, Tales Through Time, number three. Marvel Voices Pride, number one. Bitterroot, number 14, Lady Baltimore, number four, and King Tank Girl, number five. Number five. That one's my comics list. It was a good one. Thanks. I missed it. You did? Yeah, I guess I got, I guess you kind of let that go for a little bit, but yeah, well, it's yeah. time. It's time. Okay. So, I mean. I think it's Loki time. Oh, my God. I just want to emphasize. I don't even, I can't objectively say that I know that Tom is attractive. Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. I don't objectively know. But I am so attracted to Loki that I have no fucking clue if Tom is actually attractive. He swings back and forth for me. Exactly. He does swing back and forth. He definitely (laughs) can now. It's in the MCU. Also, he Man, that (laughs) nigga (laughs) is. How about more like Tom Dick weighs a ton? <laughs> I, I we shouldn't be objectifying anyone, but I just saw some paparazzi photos of him. Mm-hmm. Poof. Yeah, it's about time men got objectified. Fuck it's it. about time. Yeah, he's like we were, we were calling Loki what, an evil himbo. Yeah, was there a word for that? A vimbo? A, ve- a Venmo? A Venmo? <laughs> that was so loud. Cash up. <laughs> With Thomas Loki, he's got a full look. And this goes back to your point of there aren't unattractive people. There's style and there's confidence and there's this and there's that and there's extenuating circumstances. And it, when it comes to his whole Loki look and the whole characters, I just like assholes too. Fucking God help me. Asgard assholes. Mm. We, when we were watching the first episode of Loki mm-hmm. when he was in like the TV jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. He, he like, knocked down a couple points mm-hmm. of attractiveness because mm-hmm. when he's in his full Asgard outfit, hello. Hell yeah. He was in a movie with Brie Larson where he looked pretty hot in his normal hair. But mm. yeah, he usually doesn't do it for me. Same thing with um, James Marsters. Out of spite character, not as hot. Oh, no way. 
nowhere near. He was in the Marvels of Runaways, mm-hmm. playing somebody's dad, mm-hmm. I believe. And I was, I mean, just so far from being attractive. So I far from it. I hadn't seen him in anything uh, post Buffy or Angel until I watched Caprica, which was a spinoff of Battlestar Galactica. And I was like, who that? <laughs> I've seen James, James Marsden in the credits. I didn't see him on my screen. <laughs> it was really jarring. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just British actors in general. All, the, all these actors that we're mentioning are all British men. He's not. He's, he's American. James Marsters? Yes. But he played Spike so good. <laughs> Wait, where is James Marsters from? Baltimore or something? Greenville. Greenville. California. United Kingdom. Greenville, California. <laughs> that blows my mind. Wait, have you not heard his American accent? No. Also, not attractive. Okay, so here was what we've learned about ourselves in this um, in the past uh, ten minutes. You're a fucking asshole, and you're British. Mm-hmm. Come look me up, <laughs> <laughs> or you play British well. <laughs> if you're American, kind of a nice guy. Don't want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all taking notes out there? And all the insults are like, see? Writing us furiously on the, see all the ladies they just won't want. They are nice guys. <laughs> Maybe you're just not British enough, dude. Yeah. I mean. Brutally pissed boys. Um, so let's, okay, recapping episode one Loki. Okay. The aesthetics. On point. 70s sci-fi. So good. The TVA also reminded me a lot of the agency in umbrella academy yeah it's a very similar aesthetic as well so i just love the color scheme i love the the it was monotonous it was humorous you know didn't want to like oh i'm loki i'm a god you can't tell me what to do and then that guy gets disintegrated and he's like i got my ticket my favorite takeaway from the first episode was that it is now confirmed that loki is a bratty bottom because, like, the whole episode, he's just been telling what to do. He's like, I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to do it. This is fine Guardian leather. No. <laughs> he's um, great. I love him. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say about the first episode, except for the major twist at the end. Well, okay, let's talk about... Um, How we got there. So, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, played by Tara Strong. Iconic voice actor. Uh, we Let's talk about um, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, which I found out he isn't a good dude. He's been been up to some dirty stuff in Hawaii. He's I been, let's just he's been up to some dirty stuff. He's been Hawaii. up to some dirty stuff, but he's good in that character. Sure, and he's great. He's great in a lot of things he does. He really is. And of course, the whole story picks up after Endgame, and when they went back in well in 2012 when the event happened in New York. Right. So it's after the first Avengers movie. Right. Technically. Technically, but after the events of, or some of the events in Endgame where they fucked the timeline. Right. And what I love is that he's like, oh, I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. Who you want is Tony Stark and those Avengers guys. And they're like, no, that was supposed to happen. I'm sorry, what now? I don't understand. I'm sorry, Captain America was supposed to fucking, and then, what? And then, fuck off and what? be with Peggy, so, too. 
That's these all fine. these time lizards fucking they they so just arbitrarily um, fucking bias as fuck. It just doesn't make any. I mean, it's whatever. And I I just find it interesting that him you know grabbing the tesseract ending up in Mongolia was enough of an offense to possibly be sentenced to death. <laughs> well, obviously the thing is is that they've decided that his end. He has to go for that arc and his end is to die. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that deviates from that is a non-starter. The TVA, too, seems... They're supposed to be neutral, I suppose, because they, they let bad things happen and good things happen as long as it's part of the master plan, right? But who's master plan? It's very odd. Yeah. So talking about the Tesseract, I love when he breaks away from his, uh, you know, being incarcerated by these guys. And makes his way to the front desk guy, Mm -hmm. who is Jason from The Good Places, uh, BFF. I've seen him do improv at UCB before. So he's there. He goes. He intimidates this guy. I'm going to turn you into a fish. The guy's like, what's a fish? (laughs) I spent my whole life behind this desk. Amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Goes in the drawer, pulls out the, the Tesseract, and has a ton of infinity stuff. Because they keep showing up there. And they are of no value there. At they all. use them as paperweights. And that moment where he thinks, like, these are the things that have the most value and the most power where I'm from are completely bullshit paperweights here. What the fuck is this place? And what the fuck power does this place have? Mm-hmm. And um, did you yeah. get at all uh, worked up watching... Loki watch like a, the reel of his life. That was a masterclass in acting. Mm-hmm. Just ugh. And then the moment when um, Mobius Owen's character says, you seem, "You seem to lose a lot," or and then do you like hurting people? Is that what? Is that what you want? Yeah, it was like therapy. Yeah. It, it, okay, it's not a Marvel show movie without some sort of forced therapy we saw it with agatha mm-hmm. and wanda mm-hmm. we saw bucky in literal therapy mm-hmm. so yeah the third marvel tv show to be on disney plus forced therapy forced therapy <laughs> and honestly everyone should be subjected to therapy let's we, make that a we thing. should be so lucky we should be so lucky because health care is not a right it's a privilege here anyway <laughs> Oh, God, that's the saddest song I've ever sang. That is so sad. (laughs) It should be sung by Miss Minutes. (laughs) So then we're also told that the TVA created all the workers? Yes. So that, yeah, so they, you know, to their knowledge, how he describes himself to Loki is that he, that the timekeepers made everyone who worked there. And what a cool world they're in too like the way it looks and everything about it is just it is quite interesting very very stylized and i like it a lot and then um in episode two wait no what was the huge bomb in episode one oh yes so loki would be chasing himself so they mobius saves loki from being disintegrated so he can help the tva Hunt down another Loki variant. Another Loki variant that is killing their agents and collecting the explodey timey things. The timey wimey things. Um, two other things to note really quick is that they end up in France at one point, and there's mm-hmm. a little boy mm-hmm. who has a k- kablooey gum and mm-hmm. purple tongue. 
not purple, blue. Yeah, kablooey. 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 And uh, they're like, and uh-huh. the stained glass. Who yes. do we see? We both said this at the exact same time. Mephisto? <laughs> because, uh, and then now we're thinking, not Mephisto, we're Maybe thinking, bad child Loki? It looked like Kid Loki, and Kid Loki is from Paris in, you know, Earth 616. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was another variant. And what wonderful misdirection. Everyone points to Mephisto, and it's never motherfucking Mephisto. Unless Mephisto is really the fucking time czars. What are they called? Time keepers. Giant time time keepers. Time Stalins. (laughs) You get it? Stalins. Stalins for time. Stalins for time. Uh, So, yes. So unless they don't actually exist and it is Mephisto. It's always Mephisto, right? Even if it's not. I just assume, yeah. And these shows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also, was- why would they? Is there in churches? Do they have stained glass of devils or just saints? You know, <laughs> I think that they do. I think. Okay. I mean, fire and broomstone. You want to make it as scary as possible. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, threatening. So, so he, much of religion is just threatening people. So he takes the good behavior. Yeah. But anyway, so that's episode one. Episode two, big reveal. Do we start at the big reveal? Do we start at the big reveal? No, we should start at the fact that it starts at a Ren Fair. Yes. Well, he gets, first of all, Mobius gets permission to use Loki in this way to kind of look for the variant. Um, they end up in a Ren Fair in Wisconsin. Ooh, you that you said that with a very good Wisconsin? Midwest accent. There was a well, G from, in there. Wisconsin. I am, I am from not from Wisconsin. I'm from Michigan. I got excited because I thought that possibly we saw Agatha, but then no, you did not see Agatha. And, all, and then in the first episode, people were saying that we saw Peggy Carter. Yeah, b- being brought in by the TVA, which would make sense. Be well, no, actually, that wouldn't make sense. Why wouldn't it? I was thinking because of the timeline was fucked up by um, Steve going back. Yeah, but they would bring Steve in, not her. Yeah, I'm sure she might have done something. She was, she was, she's she was, she started Shield. She's heavily involved. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't her. Um. But we did get one of your favorite songs to be used. Okay. So I don't know why, but every time I hear the song, I get so hyped, and it's probably because of Star Wars. YouTube, really. <laughs> you could literally put this song over any fight scene. But if you give me any brooding shithead, white boy, Loki, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and then put that song over it, I'm having a good time. The song, of course, is holding out for a hero. I need a hero. I think that's why we like the Masters of the Odd, the universe trailer, too, which we didn't talk about. Hmm. There's a Masters of the Universe trailer out. Masters of the Universe revelations, and I really feel like a lot of um, a lot of the guys out there that I know that are very excited about this, um, and I'm very excited. Let me preface this with saying I'm very excited about it too. Kevin Smith, the cast is great, and we've Mark talked Hamill. about. We need to talk about the cast. Yeah, yeah. We have talked about. It. But the people who are very excited, most excited about this, have not even taken the time to watch the She River. To be fair, that was definitely marketed towards a younger audience. This new she Feminine, yeah. Well, also, and also to be fair, in the 80s, they were quite segregated. Like, boys didn't really watch she But fuck them, because it was great. But there was a lot of 
girls that watch Masters of the Universe, though. Sure. Yes. But that's all. Again. That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is it is kind of a bummer for sure. It's a huge bummer because it's and, and I, you know it what, doesn't it, seem like much of a departure from the original. Shira was definitely a departure oh my from God. the original. Huge departure. But in the this best looks, way. This looks very much yeah. like I'm and I'm I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. But after watching the trailer and seeing that it's pretty in line with everything, doesn't really feel like they've I mean, like, I'm happy about it because the voice actors are the best Mm -hmm. and Kevin Smith is the best, but they're not really doing as much with it as they did with She-Ra, to my knowledge, that I can tell. And they fucking did the most with Mm She-Ra. And very underrated. She-Ra was very underrated. Which blows my mind. Another thing I've watched a hundred thousand times because my sister literally watches it anytime anyone lets her. Yeah. So... We got holding off for a hero um, and that amazing fight scene. And then Logi comes up with this amazing theory that the variant is hiding near apocalyptic events uh, because they can go undetected by the TVA because nothing that they do can change the timeline there. So how did they test that out? Pompeii. Mm-hmm. What I thought was funny was, you know how he screams that there's a volcano? The word um, volcano wasn't even invented until after Pompeii. Hmm. So why would they know what that means? <laughs> it's an absolute insane man. So they end up in middle of nowhere, this place called Roxcart, which actually has a whole storyline in the comic books too. Wait, how did they end up there? Um, because there is a apocalyptic event. Mm-hmm. So while they're there, they we finally get a look at this Loki variant. Well, first, this Loki enchants some people. Right. Enchants one of the TVA. Minutemen. Minutemen. Cute. This minute woman. Woman. um, Is, uh, wasn't she in? um, She was in Lovecraft. Yes. Yeah. So wonderful. So, yes. So, enchants her. Enchants a bunch of other people. It's a great fight scene. Well, they end up, they end up in, in this particular town in this supermarket of sorts because the kablooey from episode one um it was that specific time and that specific place they could trace it back to so it looks like they were leaving a lot of hints to Mm -hmm. to to be there so yes you enchant all these people then we finally get they enchant all these we don't know it's a lady they i'm so sorry (laughs) um and we find out that it's a blonde lady Mm-hmm. And everyone's like Lady Loki, but then it might, why doesn't why doesn't why she look doesn't like look like Lady Loki? Yeah, she looks exactly like Enchantress, but specifically Earth six one six Enchantress Sylvie Lushton, which kind of leads me to believe that there was maybe an older Loki out there variant who gave her her powers because so Sylvie's story is that she got her powers from Loki, right, and that actually tracks because Richard E. Grant is slated to be on this show. So he could be old Loki. He could be old Loki. And she goes by Sylvie not only in the show later on, but in the credits as well. Yeah, well, it wasn't in the American credits, I don't think. I think they accidentally did it in the second episode in the Spanish Mm -hmm. uh, subtitles. And she doesn't like being called Loki. No. So that's where I'm headed with it. And she like looks identical. And I don't see why they would make her blonde, the same haircut, that same name. Well, 
let's say this. They do like for these Marvel shows, they are never specific or uh, precious to comic book storylines, especially with the WandaVision. Well, I was going to say, especially with characters that aren't like the main. Mm. Um, And um, they sort of borrow from a bunch and then make a soup out of it and then be like, here you go. Have some have um, goulash. Have some goulash. You don't like goulash? Fuck you too. <laughs> what you get? But we do love our fan theories, so I'm um, I'm there for it. So basically, what she does she she activates all the little tiny whiny things that she stole in the TVA and sends them. Well, I guess they're time reset charges, right? Mm-hmm. And she sends them to various locations and points during the sacred timeline. Um, I want to do a quick breakdown of where she sent them to, because I mm-hmm. think it's very interesting. And I apologize, because we all know I cannot pronounce things worth shit. So one of them is sent to Nephilim, which is the realm of ice and mist, and ruled by Hela, which we've already met. And then another one has been sent to Nowhere, where the Collector is. We saw him in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Played by um, Benicio, Benicio and then Hela played by Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Yeah. And Vormir, which, of course... Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> where the character uh, Gamora and Black Widow died. died. Um, the center of all celestial existence. But it was sent to the date that's over two centuries after the events of Endgame. A uh, reset charge was sent to February 16th, 2004 to Asgard, which is seven years before the events of the first Thor movie. Mm. So I wonder what that will mean. Um, but we did see a picture of Loki in, on Asgard's thrown in the trailer for loki so maybe that has something to do with it i don't know if it'll be this loki from this series or another sorry the main character of the series or a variant of him and then one was sent to the uh you know the trash planet (laughs) sakar that we saw in ragnarok um and then ego uh from guardians of the galaxy 2 also to thanos's home planet this is actually after the destruction of the planet's populace, but still early enough that it could take out Thanos. Hmm. Take him out of the equation entirely. So I guess it would be like an alternate timeline where Thanos never snapped. which And where Thanos never teamed up with Loki. Yeah. Or Loki never teamed up with Thanos. Yeah. And Loki never died. Yeah. Um, and then to Hala, which is uh, the home of Carol Danvers. The Kree planet, of course. And this is this is... Sent to January 3rd, 54 CE. So that was before the Kree Skull War happened. So maybe this will set off the events that the Secret of Agent mm. happens early. And then we, because we, we do know the Secret of Agent is coming up soon on the Marvel slate. Basically, they're making a multiverse of madness. I mean, yeah, pretty much. It, uh, there's a reset on Xandar, and that's supposed to, the destruction of Xandar was supposed to lead to the formation. Of the Nova, Nova Corps. So maybe the Nova Corps never happened. One of them goes to the, the Ice Realm. Where Lo- either Loki is never born or he's a sole survivor. Because we did get a little clip, clip of him. Blue Ice Giant Loki as one of the variants. So maybe that's what's going on there. But then of course there's a bunch of them sent to Earth as well. So this is going to be very interesting in uh, creating multiple alternate timelines. Kind of... And we're only like halfway, this is the second episode, not even halfway through. It's a lot of fucked up stuff about to happen. So then we, are, of course, are led to the third episode that we just watched. Yes. 
gosh, I feel like I need to watch it again. Every single episode I've watched twice and I've only seen this one once. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the chemistry between uh, Sylvie. Sylvie and Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, People have been comparing it to Doctor Who. It's very similar uh, chemistry that a lot of the companions and doctors have had. But we couldn't really decide who was a companion and who was a doctor. Yeah. So Sylvie tries to enchant Loki mm-hmm. and can't. And he's like, it doesn't work on me. Um, but I'm wondering, and a lot of people are wondering, if perhaps she, she did. did. The whole episode. Is not a thing. Or, conversely, he enchanted her. Old switcheroo. Yeah. And... They seem very enchanted with each other, though. There were moments where, like, like, kiss, they, kiss, uh, kiss. What the fuck? Because if she is a variant of There's Loki, nothing more Loki than Loki fucking Loki. Um, there's nothing I would love more <laughs> than that. And then we also, of course, got his big bisexual reveal. We got the little, little gender fluid nod in the first episode, and now just a direct confirmation. No ifs, ands, or buts. She asks him if he has a significant other, if it's a, there's a, if there's a lady or perhaps a gentleman, and she gives a little sly smile because I guess being gay is funny. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, personally, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, he goes, a little bit of both. Yeah. It kind of reminded me. Remember it in uh, Schitt's Creek? Like, oh, the I, wine? Yeah, I like the wine, not the label. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we see more of her powers, and, and it's looking more and more enchantress, pushing towards right. that. Well, we Very didn't, Scarlet Witch looking. We didn't talk about how the episode started. I apologize. So she had captured a- She had captured uh, C-20, one of the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. And- was having a lovely margarita with her mm-hmm. and trying to get information about the timekeepers. The timekeepers mm-hmm. and couldn't get it and then eventually just got information about where an elevator was or where, what, where to find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gold elevator. So they do end up at the TVA. So she's going to the gold elevator. Loki shows up. Loki shows up, sees the locker where one of the Minutemen had put his. Little daggers, mm-hmm. little sorty things, grabs them, goes after. Right. But Enchantress can't. Zoop. Sylvie. <laughs> we don't know yet, but uh, Sylvie can't use her powers. She can't enchant And she anymore. seems surprised by that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. So it I seems like, again, again never... the theory that there's an older Loki that gave her her powers and is pointing her in the direction of the timekeepers and take care of the TVA isn't divulging all the details to her mm. like she, she doesn't seem like she's the mastermind mm. she did say it was years that plan that loki diverted her from by getting in a fight with her at the tva was years in the making right um so they fight it's a cute little fight and uh, they seem well matched which yeah. is a very marvel thing to do and then um she has a little device that was thrown tva shows up he sets off the device, and they go into another place, go through a door. Lamentous one in 2077. Another catastrophic event. Right. And apparently this was the worst one that he could have taken them to. And, and that she had already been there at some point? Because she needs to be hiding out in all yeah. these catastrophic events. And then he does his magic and hides it, hides that device mm-hmm. that could get them back. Um, and she's kind of impressed by his magic. They also get drunk together. And she asks him about his mom. Yeah. I really like that. I also liked him singing. 
loved him singing. And it also seems, and they were like, well, they were, yeah, when they were asking about the mom, they obviously have had very different upbringings and stories. And again, it makes me wonder, is this a variant or do all, I mean, obviously variants would have different backgrounds, but it should be similar enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I think him singing, it was like an Asgardian song. That he was and everyone singing. knew it. And I wonder if he sang it too to see if she would know. Mm. It. Yeah, it does seem like he's testing her a lot. Yeah. But then we the big reveal of this episode, of course. Do we want to jump to that point? So they eventually decide that, you know, they're looking for a way to get back because this whole planet's going to kablooey or wherever the fuck they are, it's going to kablooey. So they somehow decide that what they're going to do is they're going to jump on this, this arc. arc to get the fuck out while the rich people get on. They get on it. All those Hunger Games capital-looking motherfuckers. They get on it, but then they eventually get kicked off of it. And they're like, thrown out of a window. And they're like, well, fuck. Because Loki gets drunk. Yeah. And what are we going to do? How are we going to get back? When they decide, hey, the TVA will show up. That's how we get kicked off our podcast. <laughs> the TVA will show up if we divert, if we do something to make this event different. To end, that it makes it end up different. So they decide they're going to go and do that. And as they're walking... But it's an end-of-the-world thing. But I think that some nobody survives. So if they make some people survive, they've That's changed it. So as they're going to go do that, Sylvie somehow lets Loki know that everybody at the TVA, are they're all variants. Well, they were talking about C-20, the Linneman that she had. Right. And how, and how it was hard and... Hard to get in her brain. And yeah. she had to go back 100 years. And just like fabricate um, and get into her brain by pulling up a memory mm-hmm. that she had and a memory of her having a margarita, which also felt I did while I was watching that first scene. I was like, how if that guy doesn't know what a fish is, how the fuck does she know what a margarita is? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess they're all variants. That's really very interesting. And they don't know that. They don't know that. Well, that we know. They um, all think that they were made. By also, you remember how remember how Mobius was um, fantasizing about um, the water skis. Mm. That has to be some sort of relevance to his. Oh, I bet he was like a big, first life, big popped collar eighties guy from the fucking jet ski. Actually, was jet ski more of a nineties thing? Whatever. They had it's like late eighties. I bet he had two like double collar collars, mm. white collar, blue collar, and multiple collars. Multiple popped color. <laughs> Multiple pop color. Um, yeah, so that was the big reveal. I think every episode has a big reveal. So Are we supposed to get Ralph Boner at some point, too? Is he on the cast list? <laughs> I think somebody mentioned it, yeah. Just knowing... I think it was really smart for Marvel to release all their upcoming slated projects. Um, because now we're kind of putting the pieces together and how it's going to... Like, especially when it comes to, like, the Krees and the, the scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. How that could possibly, that, that timeline, you know, divergence might lead to the secret evasion and all the multiverse of madness. Like, it's just, it's all falling into place now. Or it's misdirection and none of it will happen. I hope we get a full, like, Mephisto movie. 
series six and we find out that he seriously was behind it all it's not it wasn't agatha all along yeah it was mephisto all along it was mephisto we get like a whole cover of the song yes oh god i mean look we've we've done the work for you marvel i want more bangers like agatha all along Mm -hmm. i just want more katherine hahn what a babe what a total babe i've been watching so many Catherine Hahn thirst talks. Really? Yeah. I stay thirsty. <laughs> you don't gotta get thirsty I stay if you thirsty. stay thirsty. <laughs> I don't know. I loved WandaVision and I tolerated Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier. And maybe it's just because Loki in and of himself is just a big thirst trap for me. But I anxiously awaiting every every episode. I think what they're doing. Well, first of all, WandaVision, incredible, but I, I just don't think it can be compared to this show in a lot. They're just so different. All three of them are very different from each yeah. other. Like, I think we were just talking about how, like, not there wasn't a lot of action in WandaVision either, and it was kind of just shoehorned into the last minute. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it was very, I was very emotionally invested. I was ripped to shreds by that show. Mm-hmm. It, what they did was, like, revolutionary and iconic how they told that story it was mm-hmm. so cool um falcon and the winter soldier just felt like a one long mcu movie to me and not as compelling and not compelling like well mcu movies are compelling to me either. they're fun yeah i i like the the madcap uh marvel movies i liked guardians and ragnarok and yeah i make an exception for captain marvel Looks like Loki is not only being bringing in the emotional part, but also bringing in the action and bringing in the thirst traps. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of thirst traps in WandaVision, just not the same. There was no thirst traps. What? Vision's hot, first of all. Mm. Elizabeth, she's okay. <laughs> she's mm. pretty. Oh, Catherine Hart, Han is. Well, I think Elizabeth in the in her tights, I think, was a thirst trap for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I don't. She doesn't do it for me. Vision did it for me, both in and out of no. robot. There was zero thirst traps in that show for me. Wow. How did you make it through? I don't know. Without any sexual tension at all. Mm. Hmm. Just a little picture of Loki on the side. Of <laughs> <laughs> you just drag a little red crown on him and a cape. <laughs> Shh. One. Shh. You're gender fluid. You're one. <laughs> okay with that but yeah i don't know i have high hopes oh i'm i mean i don't think they're gonna let me down they haven't let me down yet with this show yeah i'm i i'm i love it a huge thanks to our guest nobody because <laughs> we are fucking delights we don't need anybody so thanks <laughs> Check out our website, mastersoftheobvious.com, for new episodes, news, and merch. Our Instagram, at Masters of the Obvious. Facebook, at Masters of the Obvious. And Twitter, at Masters of the O. We're not on Twitter a lot. We should be on Twitter more. You fucking rock the fucking Instagram. The Facebook's doing great. The Twitter. To be fair, I don't have a lot of experience using Twitter, so I forget about it a lot. Okay. That's fine. Sorry, Matt. 
Now that's a Gen X platform. Twitter. Twitter. I know a lot of people who work for Twitter. Anyway. They're all Gen X. That's Gen X. Boomer, Facebook. Hmm. Instagram, millennial. TikTok, Gen Z. Okay. Please don't forget to leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe on whatever motherfucking platform you are listening on right now. If you leave us a good review on Apple, good or bad, we might read it aloud. Don't don't entice people to leave a bad review. Hey. <laughs> hey. We like to be entertained. No. And if you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, you will get notifications whenever we decide to grace you with a new episode. Because clearly, we are adhering to no schedule anymore. <laughs> Thank you. For listening to this incredibly Just drunk podcast. Feet, feet of podcasting. Feet of feet, podcasting. Feet of podcasting. I'm sorry. I just watched a TikTok of a woman who asked Tarantino to sign one of her feet. No. And then asked him to read it and he said that he wouldn't. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to... Wow. Just thank you for listening. Because this was a lot. And we love you. Welcome to Chili's.